Hello, everyone. Hi, Mike. Hey, this is Like Trees Walking. That was a less energetic intro than I wanted to do, <laughs> but I had terrible. to step from the board over to my microphone just to give you a picture, to paint you a picture of what's happening in the studio here. I am running the board as well as speaking words into the microphone. So it's not always seamless. Sometimes there's a little pause. And you're just going to have to deal with that. Now, Dave, now that we've done that, explain what the show is, who we are, and what's going on. Please, put us in time and space. Do some space work here. We're just a couple of guys, some crazy ideas that we want to share with you. No, we are a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> I thought you were like going to do a thing from like the Blues Brothers, like... We're on a mission from God. We're just a couple of, I don't know. <laughs> We're some modern men. We're some modern, modern men. <laughs> you familiar with that bit? No, what is that? Well, it's, a, it's a George Carlin comedy bit from later in his career. He goes, I'm a modern man. I'm a modern man. My my hard drive is soft core, but my, soft, my software is downloaded. It's, it is one, it's like a spoken word piece that he does at one. It's one of the worst Ooh. pieces of... It's like... Is it supposed to be like a beat poetry? It's kind of like... Yeah, yeah that's I, that must be what it is. It's but a, is it making fun of it, or is it trying it to be... trying to, like... He's trying to be clever. It's... Oh, the late, sainted George Carlin. It is one of the worst things you've ever seen in your life. Is it better or worse than Joe Pesci rapping as the character from My Cousin Vinny? Um, I have, I didn't, <laughs> I'm not familiar with that reference. We're going to play that during it, the break. It can only... <laughs> It can only be worse. Like Joe Pesci can only be better because it is like, yeah, George Carlin. Like, it's the big, it's the first thing he does. It's some comedy special. He comes out. You know, the audience is, well, yeah, they're gonna get like in your face. You know, George Carlin. He, you know, he's not afraid to say whatever, and he goes into this five minute spoken word piece. All right, look up George Carlin. We're gonna pause man. it and we're gonna play it right now, and then we're gonna come back. Yeah, this is a rare. <laughs> we don't do this usually, but we're gonna do that, and then we're gonna do Joe Pesci rapping, and then we're gonna start our show. Okay. <laughs> Modern man, man for the millennium, digital and smoke-free, a diversified multicultural postmodern deconstruction is politically, anatomically, and ecologically incorrect. I've been uplinked and downloaded, I've been inputted and outsourced, I know the upside of downsizing, I know the downside of upgrading. I'm a high-tech lowlife, a cutting-edge, state-of-the-art, bi-coastal multitasker, and I can is, give you a gigabyte in a nanosecond. Is this what you're talking about? Yes. I'm new wave, but I'm old school, and my inner child is outward bound. I'm a hot-wired, heat-seeking, warm-hearted, cool customer, voice-activated and biodegradable. I interface with my database. My database is in cyberspace, so I'm interactive, I'm hyperactive, and from time to time, I'm radioactive. Woo! Yeah! Yeah, you are. Behind the eight ball, ahead of the curve, riding the wave, dodging the bullet, pushing the envelope. I'm on point, on task, on message, and off drugs. I got no need for coke and speed. I got no urge to binge and purge. I'm in the moment, on the edge, over the top, but under the radar. A high concept, low profile, medium range ballistic. <laughs> All right. All right. All right it goes on like that for several let's minutes, get by the way. Joe Pesci. All right. You got the wrong impression about me. I think, in all fairness, I should explain to you exactly what it is that I do. This was in a movie? I believe this was connected to. It was an album he released after this came out. Treat all the bronze like trash. You'll catch a blast if you move too fast. I talk with class. You don't have to ask. Getting everything by flash and cash. 
lightning's chilling, don't kill without feeling. This is like that. He's doing like the blondie beat or whatever, right? Pick up the check. Supermodels, one on each arm, one chick's brunette, the other was blonde. Oh I heard God. their fathers had stocks and bonds, so I whacked them both and left them floating in a pond. All right. Oh, boy. All right, that's enough of that. I was, uh, I, was fun. I definitely prefer Joe Pesci to George, <laughs> to George Carlin, Carlin. Modern Man. All right, that is not what we do on the program normally. It was a, it was a good diversion. Well, but we have a, a serious topic to discuss today. And then uh, later, we're going to talk about a philosophical issue that you brought to the table, which may be lighter, but it has huge implications. But we'll do that in the second half, and I don't want to give it away. It is a big, a big thing. And I'm it's glad a doozy. We, I'm glad we finally got around to it. But uh, this was something that I just wanted to bring to your attention. I believe I sent it to you, Pastor Dave. Have mm-hmm. we introduced ourselves? It's oh, been so yeah. long Pastor since I started Dave. downloading your show. Uplink. <laughs> I'm the modern man. I'll give you a gigabyte in a nanosecond. That's like, <laughs> whoa, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's what we do on the program. We talk about the big issues of life. We do it from a Christian perspective, but we invite all to listen and think about these things because they impact all of us at some point. We have to deal with this. This is the reality we live in. Unless it's a, we still are um, in the air on the simulation bit. We are. We are in the simulation. Remember when we, we did an episode where we talked about the uh, the theory of being in a computer simulation, and wasn't it the great Neil deGrasse, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Tyson who said he considers it more likely than not that we are in a computer simulation. Yeah, where, I don't where know if he's exactly changed his mind, but yeah. Then there was, they, and then a philosopher took it on, and we did a little follow-up to that, saying that this philosopher was like, no, we can't be in a computer simulation because... And I'm not a high-minded philosopher. I don't remember the reasons. I just assume we're not in a computer simulation, and I go with that. But, uh, but anyway, this might be slightly similar. This comes from um, Cosmos magazine. I'm a subscriber. Are you? Do yeah. You, I don't know how I came across this, but I'm going to pull it up on my computer. So talk while I'm doing that. You know, you, when please. you when you get frequent flyer miles sometimes, and you know you ha- can like use those on magazine subscriptions. You know, uh, my uncle sent me. Cos- Wait, you I've have been, an actual paper subscription, like a yeah, hard, hard copy subscription. I've, you know, I've been getting it for like 20 years. You know, when I was in high school, my my uncle sent me Cosmos magazine. So you know, it's and it's just they never stop. They need to keep their circulation numbers up, so they just keep sending it to me. So and is this uh, started? by I almost hit my. Oh, wow. in the face with my microphone by stepping on the corner. I almost like raked myself, like a la The Simpsons. Um, is this Carl Sagan's The Cosmos? I don't know. I, that was, I was just making all that stuff up. It's got to be related to Carl Sagan. I, 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 I didn't either doubt, nor did I. I was actually at the board, so I didn't listen to your story of getting a subscription to Cosmos. But now I'm asking the serious question. Is this a magazine that was started by Carl Sagan, and does it have anything to do with him? Yes. Okay. Is that also something you made up? Yes. Okay, thank you. Anyway, this is called Cosmos, the Science of Everything, and this is an article that caught my eye, because these this is a, a big question, Pastor Dave, is it not? You've been to college. You've been to several colleges. You've been to... Th- how many colleges total have you been to? Like two. How many have you... No, but how many have you visited? Oh, I, I can't even... Probably at least 15. Have you ever audited a class at a college that wasn't one of them you matriculated in? No. I did once. Where? 
I went to the U of M. My friend was taking a class on the Kings of England, and I just walked in with him and sat down. But you didn't officially audit it. You just informal <laughs> no, I did. I informal audit, and the professor just said, "Who is your guest?" And then he introduced me. and He said, "Okay." And that was it. So I got free education. Did you come? Did you continue coming? Or was it just I, one I went class? Like, no, I went uh, three or four times. And I took notes and everything. Wow. So I, I was basically... Did you steamed. raise your hand and like talk? <laughs> yeah. No, I, I held court and started arguing. With, <laughs> no, I just I sat quietly. Anyway, it was, I was told it was okay to do once, twice. Three times three a times. lady. Three times a lady. Um, yeah, but this question is huge. A huge question, and Cosmos has the answer to it. Cosmos, the magazine called The Science of Everything. We will have the link up, right? Otherwise, people can... Theoretically, just Google it yourself. Yeah, yeah. Cosmos, The Science of Everything. The title of the article is, tantalizingly, does free will exist in the universe? Question mark. That's a big question. That is a big question. Because if it does not, the person writing that headline did not actually write that headline. It was just pre-programmed and preordained from the beginning of time. And the answer, you don't even have to read the article to get the answer. The answer is, in parentheses, below that title, does free will exist in the universe? That would be a no. So, so that's done. They got, they got it right in the right in the the the, the, the title. I, I know that oftentimes when you're the author of an article, you do not get to write the headline. I think that's more common than not. But the uh, that would be a no has to be one of the worst. I mean, what is it? A Seinfeld bit? It's like Chandler from uh, Friends or something. Uh, that would be a no. I mean, <laughs> dismissing the existence of free will with a parenthetical, sarcastic joke. Um, so that's it. It's solved. But if you do want to go on and read any further... It's not a long article either. It's not long it's at all. It's like very short. It's also... I thought it was kind of poorly written. I don't want to bring he down might, this... The, I'm not going to make any... Get, like I won't conjecture too much, but the man's name is Alfredo Mitere. Yeah. He might, English might not be his first language, is my only thought. He might be Italian. Well, fair enough, but it's in an English <laughs> magazine, and there are editors. <laughs> That's fine. This is not a blog post. I, this is a real thing. But uh, you read it. I sent it to you. Uh, give, give us the highlights. Why, Dave, does free will not exist? And what are the implications? Well, uh, so there's a bunch of stuff, but then let me just get to what I... <laughs> What I I like that you yada 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 this. I'm gonna yada yada the beginning stuff. So uh, he says. So here's the what I see is the two two key paragraphs. Yeah, there's a third one that's key, but here's the two I see. So if we believe in the Big Bang theory and the universe's continuous expansion is a strong indication that such theory must be correct. The initial state of the universe was a single point known as singularity singularity. that then expanded to the cosmos which we know and perceive today, which of course includes us. If so, there is a causal relationship between the Big Bang and us. So whatever got that started is causally related to us. I mean, that's incontrovertible, yeah. incontrovertible, right? Like, if that's yeah. how everything started, we have to be related to that, and that, that's what caused us to exist, you know, the expansion of the universe. Uh, so in other words, free will is not allowed, and all our actions are just a mere consequence of that first event. Such a view is known as determinism or superdeterminism. If one finds it productive to reinvent the wheel. I like that. That's also a little sassy. Yeah. (laughs) Like, we can't just call it determinism, you know? So, 
there is no free will because we're just cause like that's you know we are just determinatively causally related to that big bang right so that's it we're done but so and then here's a later paragraph from such a view one can be tempted to interject that if free will does not exist why do we punish criminals it's a good question, right? After all, one can be tempted. I saw that that was an article that, or a paragraph that stuck out to me. One can be tempted to say in the objection to this short article explaining why we have no free will. <laughs> I guess those are one of my many questions, but go ahead. So well, why do we punish? If it's a free will doesn't exist, why do we punish criminals? If it's not, it's not their fault after all, right? Of course not. It's not this guy's fault that he wrote this article either. A counter argument Yes. Oh, he's going to counter. Devil's advocate. Is that such punishment is the natural response to crime, such that the global equilibrium can be sustained, and therefore punishment is just as unavoidable as the commission of wrongdoing. Oh, so, I mean, neither thing. Obviously, there can't be any cause or agents in either of the things. So punishment is just happening, right? Just as when you push a domino down and then it goes off into two different paths, of course, the right path and the left path are both going to get pushed down. Neither one is a cause or response to anything, right? Right. Yeah, just just happens. Or, yeah, like... Yeah, so crime and punishment are just... Yeah, they just... They happen, but they happen just sort of simultaneously. What's, Neither is a cause nor a reaction to one or the other. But what about things that once were crimes that aren't crimes anymore? Well, like thought crimes? <laughs> or like, you know, it used, it used to be a crime to produce and sell alcohol for you know period of the prohibition era that was illegal that was a crime so you would do that you'd get punished and then it became not a crime so then you could do it again so that crime and punishment causal really you know who determines what's a you know there's you have to determine what a crime is right oh yeah oh so you're just saying that yeah well yeah i mean those all disappear once you say there is no free will there is none and so what, what leaps to mind for you when you see that, the, the title of that? Because I'll, uh, unless you want me to jump right into it. Why don't you jump right in, Mike? What, what leaps to your mind? This is like a classic suicide statement. I'm not a philosopher. I'm, I, I am but a tyro. I am but a, oh, I am a, barely a student at that. But isn't this a classic suicide statement? If there is no free will, then you didn't write this article. You didn't write it in any sense. I mean, yes, particles collided together and your hand hit a typewriter, but these have no meaning. And so your article on free will has no impact on free will because it doesn't exist. You can't, you are making no independent judgment of anything by your own view. This is a suicide statement. You don't. You have no ground upon which to stand to say anything about the situation you're in because there is none. It doesn't exist. There's no author. There's no article. There's no audience. No. There's nothing. There are particles. Particles, nothing but the particles. Yes. Just crashing into each other. Yes. So, yeah, this, this seems to sort of be non... It, it assumes a universe with agents... <laughs> The act of going out and writing an article and uh, publishing it and expecting to, people to read it and respond to it, it in and of itself is indicative of someone who's de- – he doesn't believe 
what he's selling, you know, because he is going about doing this of his own volition. And he did it, and he got paid. If I were his editor, I would certainly say, well, I'm not going to pay you because... But they're... work, <laughs> it's just like work and pay, crime and punishment. You know, it's the same kind of cause in order to maintain equilibrium. But, Mike, what is it that we're missing? Because we are obviously rubes. We're not getting it. We're purposefully misunderstanding his point. So what, how, what are we doing? How are we, like, not getting it or being like, oh, that's dumb? I encourage everyone to read the thing. I honestly, I read it three times trying to figure out why I was missing the fact that in the headline it could dismiss free will so cavalierly. And I can't find it. I don't know. I don't know. I would like a serious student, someone to uh, to read it and tell us where we it, are wrong. It, his, I think his, like, his giveaway is like, well, because he says the universe is chaotic and uh, weak, like we exp- we ex- sub- as we have this subjective pers- localist perspective, so we perceive just from our limited point of view yeah, that there right. is free will. But in the meta, you know, in like on the micro scale, but in the macro, that the macro scale, it's not that. Yeah, yeah. This uh, to me that sounds like it sounded like a weasel paragraph at the end to say like that's why you know any of us are reading this or caring about it because there's this. Blah, you know, it's like throwing a handkerchief in your face and running away. Like, ha, there, you, there's some sort. There's a possibility that it appears like it actually is, but it's not. Goodbye. Like, well, wait a minute. <laughs> you still haven't answered the basic objection. It's like once I heard a scientist say uh, about the the randomness of, um, you know, the creation of the universe. Like, it appears to have order in it. It appears to have all these things. But uh, but it's all just random. And then the objection was raised, well, if it's random, then there is no... Or the two aren't the same thing. And he was like, yeah, but it's an appearance. Sometimes you think things are random, but they're actually not. It's like nature is doing a trick on you. I was like, well, that's weasel stuff. <laughs> We're talking about largely philosophically. We're not talking about some local phenomenon where you go... You know, you just thought there was a rabbit in the hat, but they're actually, you know, it wasn't a real rabbit. It was like a doll and he animate, you know, mm-hmm. like, okay, that doesn't explain the existence of matter or of, you know, I, I think local this, phenomenon can't do it. I do think from the pure materialist perspective, though, right? Like this is one, this is one of the unbelievable parts, I would say, of the purely materialist perspective within the universe, on the universe is that like, yeah, you have to believe all these he would say, well, no, like you don't have, like you don't have to believe all these things, but like that a, a, um, just purely like a willless event produced agents with free will, you know, like a, you know, non inorganic matter produced organic matter, unconscious stuff produced beings with consciousness. Like the, from a purely materialist perspective, if you adopt that view, you're asked to believe these incompatible, I'd say unbelievable things. Uh, so it, it sort of, it fits in with that sort of these paradoxes or whatever, um, that a universe without will would produce beings with free will. And he's saying, well, no, it, there is no, you know, there is no free will. So it, it fits nicely within this purely materialist box, even though it controverts, you know, human experience. Yeah. I know that's what they say, but that, but that is philosophically nonsense. Is it not? It it appears, I mean, it appears so to me. I just don't, I don't see the out for it. I understand the wriggling that they're trying to do. I get it. Because once a system becomes, in their mind, so complex, how can you figure out where the, you know, the complexity in itself is like that appearance of free will? But again, 
when you step back, then there is, then if it's just an illusion, who cares how complicated it is? If it doesn't actually exist as free will, it's not free. We understand the concept of it. And if it doesn't actually play out, then it doesn't play out. We don't have it. Who cares what it looks like? That's all I'm saying. Should I take a sip of this beverage or not? It does not matter because you're not making a choice right now. But I thought I was. No, it's an illusion. It's chaos. I set it down. I didn't drink it. What does that mean? What are the implications of that? Who knows? There is no who. Or knows. Anyway, but there is this article, and <laughs> it is yeah. It was I didn't find like the, I didn't find it convincing. It didn't convince me that I don't have free will. I would just like to say that as a this is, was a question I was going to raise as a possible full pod top pod podcast topic <laughs> that we abbreviate annoyingly to pod top amongst ourselves um, is what would it take for you? And maybe we've raised this before. What would it take to convince you to not be a christian um you know and there are things all the time where i see an an article like this comes like is there free will there most certainly is not and you get that little chill up the back of your neck like oh my goodness this must be some some new revelation then i read it and i go what is this garbage yeah it's not i mean i don't mean to impugn this guy i'm sure you know he's a physicist at a laboratory somewhere he's 20 times smarter than me but his philosophy is bad in this case yeah he's not a philosopher is he no, no, this is bad philosophy, um, unless I'm missing something huge. So that's my challenge to our listeners, is to uh, go to this article, read it. It is very brief, uh, maybe not even a thousand no, words, I even, think. not yeah. even, it's very short. And, uh, and tell us if you can make sense of this man's argument, do why you, we have no yeah, free will. Yeah, do, and do you have free will? Yeah. That's it, but that's also another interesting pod topic, because this could play in right there. There's, there's someone accuse, uh, you know, people... Calvinists, they're determinists, right? You know, that, that God has predetermined everything by way of election before creation. So is that, an, is that another form of determinism that falls within the same Aha, realm? I have much to say about that. Well, that'll be another pod top, Mike. That'll be another pod top. I would also throw out this challenge to pure materialists. What would it take to shake your faith in pure materialism? Come up with that answer. Because, you know, I think it's fair to, to play that on them, right? I th- but turnabout's fair play. Sauce yeah. for the goose, sauce for the gander. Yeah, no, it's just an interesting thing to think yeah. about. If whatever your religion is, whatever your uh, your worldview is, what would it take to shake that worldview? And uh, it's an interesting thing to think about because uh, many people feel very strongly about those things, and I think about that a lot. Anyway, this the title of this shook my faith, and then I read it. And disappointment ensued. I want to be challenged in my faith because it's worth challenging. And it makes me angry when there are bad arguments against my own faith. So there you go. Let's take a break. Yes. Dear loyal listeners, thank you. It's that point in the show where we get to the appeal and I'm appealing to you to do a few things. Uh, if we are not there yet, after our last episode's appeal, please help us push over the 100 rating threshold. When we get there, we unlock some secret new magic in the algorithm. Uh, 
That's probably not true, but uh, who knows? And uh, please, if you could rate us, we 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 like it for other people to be able to read it. But uh, honestly, um, it's encouraging and inspiring for us when we read those things. So I, I read them at least every week. So thank you, folks, for everyone who's gone ahead and taken the time out of your life to do that. I appreciate that. You can, of course, go to liketreeswalkingpod.com. All the old episodes are up on there. You can sign up for our email newsletter where we occasionally, you know, a couple times a year, we send something out, a little little Easter egg, a little treat um, for all you Like Trees Walking uh, gunters out there. We want to give you some, a little something to, to nibble on. Uh, and uh, you can go uh, at LTWPod on the uh, on the Twitter machine or at David underscore Berge or at Michael J. Nelson for all your fine handbag needs. You can get those there. Let's get back to the show. Uh, we, we, we hit you with a heavy philosophical question at the beginning. We're going to hit you with something that some might say is lighter, but I think is an even heavier, heavier, fun philosophical question. At the end, let's get back to the show. All right. And we're back. Um, I wanted to point out, if you do go to that article, please enjoy the photo. There's a large photo at the top of the article that is a person riding a bike in the rain with their legs out in that sort of happy way and uh, on a cobblestone street, and their head is not pictured. It's cut off in the... I mean, their head is not yeah. cut, cut <laughs> off been by the photo. Uh and I'm puzzling to put that together. But then underneath it, it helpfully says uh, something like, are we freewheeling through the universe or do we have free will? Or so that Imagine happened. being the intern that like, had to find the graphic <laughs> yeah. to go That one store. did crack me up. Like, find a photo for this thing about how free will doesn't exist. Uh, a guy riding a bike in Paris? Sure. I don't, who cares? Uh, anyway. Um, all right. So that's worthy of discussion and a fun thing that uh, I hope you will ponder and I hope you will get back to us on or think about and maybe answer our objections. I don't know. I'm, I'm happy to hear them. But now we have an, an even more important thing to talk about. Uh, Pastor Dave, you hinted at it. Please bring us into it. Well, this is a profound philosophical question. I was just musing about this today as I was preparing lunch for myself. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I prepared myself one of these and I ate it. And then I thought, well, geez, what am I eating? I mean, I know what, what I'm calling is, what I'm eating is called, but does it fall in this general category of food? And so I'll do a reveal now. I was so eat- this, yeah, this I was, is a philosophical yeah, question. I was yes. eating a hot dog. Yeah. And I thought, am I eating a sandwich? <laughs> am I eating a sandwich? Ah, uh, right yes. Okay. Ah, this question. Yeah. So, Mike, I want to know your opinion on, on various things. Uh, I know my opinion. I was eating a sandwich because I had a meat between bread, meat and bread. Uh, but that raises a deeper question because I'm saying, oh, okay, meat and bread. Well, I, I obviously think like a, you could have a vegetarian sandwich, so it doesn't have to be meat in, in between two slices of bread. Well, is a taco a sandwich is a burrito a sandwich what about like two waffles with uh you know like ice cream in between them is or two cookies with ice cream a chip which is that a sandwich so is it the is it the ingredients is it the structure uh what is it that makes a sandwich a sandwich mike so what do you what do you, what do you think well i have first of all 
you made so many errors in your statement. The first is that a hot dog is obviously not a sandwich by any stretch of the imagination. Unless, I suppose, you were eating it between two pieces of bread, <laughs> but you weren't, were you? Well, they were two pieces of bread, but they were joint. It was like a, it was no, like a loaf. No, one piece of bread. But Mike, is a Subway sandwich a sandwich? Because that could just—that's just, that's just a French roll. It's just a roll that say you don't split it all the way. Oh well, then it's not a sandwich. Are you serious? Yeah, no, that's not. A so sandwich. it has to be totally severed. The yeah, bread must be that severed. Is correct. Hey, you draw your line where you draw your line. I draw mine where I draw mine. That to me appears to be just insanity and uh, completely like a pita, pita bread sandwich. Yeah, what about not a, a sandwich? What if what if it's like two pita? If you two pita. Can separate the pitas, then fine. But no. So you are a... It's bread separation for me all the way. And does it have to be bread? Like, is, are, is a waffle, two waffles with, like, a, a bacon and eggs in between them, is that a sandwich? No, that's not a sandwich. Is it a waffle witch? It's nothing. It's just some insane person's <laughs> Do not, drunken 2 a.m. meal. Folks, I stand against Mike. That sounds so All right, well, so philosophically... Good. Look, I'm like, is it, was it Justice Brandeier who said, I know it when I see it? Yeah, about, about pornography, yeah. right? Um, that's, that's me and sandwiches. I, I don't think, you know, g- give me your philosophical take on it. Is a um, uh, two breaded onion rings with a sardine in the middle, is that a sandwich? Yes. <laughs> so what is the, is it the two, it's the two elements? It's a two element, yep. With some sort of, uh, to use a technical term, farinaceous, uh uh, substance coating something, yeah. So any kind of meal that is meal in terms of yes, like ground a, like grain or, or yes. what about uh, what about some sort of legume that was ground up and made into a uh, like a hummus bread? Yeah, yeah, hum- that you would just be said a sandwich. Bread. But yes. that's not farinaceous. That's not a grain. That's a legume. So, so, uh, so that would be a, a, a close enough approximation for me. <laughs> Ah, and so, and so the slope gets slippery. So now we have no, our definitions are shifting. I'm not like as crazy as someone who would say that a Pop-Tart is a sandwich. Oh, well, that would, that would in your definition, be the very, that no, would be right in the sandwich. It's a pastry, it's enclosed. So if I, but if it was if two I Pop-Tarts. sealed the edges of the Pop-Tart, would it be a sandwich? If you um, sliced it down the middle and separated it, yeah, then it would be that. Well, no, but what if I just cut off the edges, those Horrible, you know, which kids throw yeah. away anyway. They break off the edges and throw them away. Yeah, if you cut the edges off, I think we'd have a sandwich. That's a sandwich. Yes. But before that, the sealing part of it the makes ceiling, it not. The ceiling, yeah, the ceiling. So a sealed it. sandwich is not a sandwich. No, you can't seal it. I mean, <laughs> that's maybe we're... But it can be a tuck. It can't be a seal. It can be a tuck. What? You have to explain that further. Well, the seal is like you're baking it in place. Like you're, you're, se- you're sealing it shut. Where like a burrito, that's obviously a sandwich because it's just tucked. Wait, so it's the amount of the edges being sealed? No, it's the degree of sealing. What, what if you steamed the closed the edges of a burrito so that they actually <laughs> almost physically became attached? No, no, no. That's, that's, so is, it still, no. is that a sandwich? That's still a sandwich. <laughs> wait, wait, why? Because you haven't seared and sealed. What if you knew that the process of a Pop-Tart involved taking the two bits of pastry and then they were just steam sealed on the edge? You can't that steam a sandwich? It wouldn't be this. You can't do that. But what if you found You're out? You're describing that, something what crazy. What if you found out that was That's true? That's like the free will. Would you call article. it a sandwich then? 
I'd be in, more inclined to call it a sandwich than that. You'd be more inclined. Yeah. Well, you, you are bound by your own rules. <laughs> you can't be more inclined or less inclined. What are your, your rules for a sandwich? State them, please. I feel like you've discovered them. A farinaceous, uh, <laughs> a farinaceous uh, material surrounding a thing in the middle. A thing. Uh, please define. A food stuff in the middle. <laughs> So food what about the, more farinaceous product? Some sort of it can, corn, it has to be corn. different. It has to be different. Tamale. A tamale with, uh, is a tamale a sandwich? Yes. It's fair, but it's sealed. But no, I've seen them open on one end. They're not sealed always. An open yeah, but tamale. in some sense, they're because they're all wrapped up well, no, in they're the just corn. Wrapped. Well, what about it's the corn wrap. wrapping? You c- can you eat the is corn it? wrapping? You have to be able to eat the outside. You can't eat the corn wrapping. It's not a sandwich. A, but you've seen tamale. When you take off the corn wrapping, the ends are often sealed. They're not open. That's true, but you so can't eat the corn a, wrapping. No, no, no that's a trick. Def- a red that herring. That's not a sandwich that's by a your red definition. Her- I object- that's a red herring. Objection. That's a red herring. Objection. No. What do you mean it's a red herring? It's more often than not a tamale is sealed. A tamale is not a sandwich. But that's, you're tricking me because I... It's a farinaceous product I, I surrounding... Forgot. No, it's not fair. It's not farinaceous. The tamale itself is... The tamale is cornmeal. Yeah, it's a cornmeal inside of a... It, but I, I'm not talking about the husk. I'm talking about the, the husk, meal. The husk the is outside. a part of it. Nope, the husk is a part of it. You can't remove the husk from the equation. But you said it's not. So you if can't it's not remove edible, the husk. It's or, not edible. It can't. But it's what, what do it's you mean serving. You can't remove the husk. It's what, what it's are you serving. About you can't remove it philosophically. What? I know physically you can. No. So wait, you're. I'm just so saying. So if your sandwich was ever wrapped in a thing, then does that come into it? No. The, so if you the, get the, a served no, no, sandwich no, 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 no. in aluminum foil, it's not a sandwich. But the foil is not considered a part of the separate uh, of the of the preparation but process. But the corn is, wrapping is. It's you it's don't integral. Eat it. It's, it's not, integral, but it's integral to the thing. What are you talking it's about? Integral to the you thing. are you are way you are paddling so quickly here, but it is no. not working. So a farinaceous substance with <laughs> and it cannot it has it contains a food stuff inside which is not identical to or another farinaceous. And then the substance. wrapping on the outside. What is the rule on that? It can't be a part of the food preparation process itself. Like it, it can't, can't be, be integral. To, it, it, can't, it can't be integral to the preparation and serving of the. Okay, so what about a uh, a heated sandwich? What do you mean a heated sandwich? One that you put in in parchment paper and heat. That's the heating is just making That's it part hot. of it's the just preparation. Temp- no, it's not. That's not, not in the same way. Not in the same way. That's not no. part of the preparation, Mike. You're, you're the corn husk is the, it's the same as putting. No, something... it's not the husk. It's totally natural, man. What are you? What is natural? The corn husk. What? What it's does that have to do with it? It's totally part of it. What do you mean? It's totally Mike, natural. What is? Mike, come on. The you know a hot the dog honest is a listener will hear what has just happened. And be screaming at you right now. This is this is terrible. No, they'll what be going. They'll be going. What, is what you are attempting doing? to do is so awful. You define it again and tell me the difference between heating a sandwich, which is meant to be hot and eaten hot in paper. How does that differ from a tamale, which is wrapped in a corn husk and heated, and it is meant to be hot? Explain the difference. The philosophical difference that makes one a sandwich and one not a sandwich, though they both qualify the by hu- your definition. The corn husk is not, it's a organic substance that's not edible. Wait a minute. What? So that's, mm-hmm. this is the most And the wrapping is inorganic. This is the most ad hoc definition of a sandwich. So when I can come up with a uh, uh, tamale roll that is edible and then is heated. Then it's a sandwich. Uh, quesadilla. That's a sandwich. 
<laughs> so here we have it now, a tamale and a quesadilla. Wait, no, a tamale is not a sandwich no. because of the corn husk. Yes. But a quesadilla is a sandwich. Yes. Because a... the wrapping, all of the wrapping is eaten. Mm-hmm. Um, what if I took a tamale and I wrapped it in a fruit roll-up? That's a sandwich. And I ate the whole thing. Well, are you, are you getting rid of the corn husk? The corn husk was never a part of then it. Then it's not a tamale. What? Then you haven't made a tamale. No, I made a tamale in no, you a have fruit roll-up. You have to wrap it in a corn husk. It's that not is, a tamale. No, anymore. you don't get to tell. No. Uh, cultural appropriation. No. You don't get to tell tamale people how you make a tamale. That's, that's how they make a tamale is in the corn husk. That's how some people make That's a how tamale. everyone makes a tamale. Mike, when is the last time you had you a tamale? You don't think I could go online right now and find someone who made a tamale not in a corn husk? You couldn't. So if you so if someone That's like saying show me someone who made a, a taco n- not in a tortilla. So if I sat you down and I put a tamale in front of you and one was made in a corn husk and one was not made in a corn husk, one was made in paper flavored with corn husk essence. <laughs> You would be outraged that they served you the one yes. that was. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's like lab-grown oh, meat or something. Pastor, like. pastor, this is not. This is not good. Your your dissembling here is so so obnoxious, and uh, the honest listener. I find will, it delightful. The honest <laughs> listener will will hold you to task for this. All right. Well, I think folks, you're going to lose not only me as a parishioner, but I think <laughs> other parishioners. So, folks, over if you want to incendiary, you... this is this is awful. So, folks, if you are with me, uh, in not all the way necessarily, but in the, at least that a hot dog's a sandwich. No one is with you. Uh, please, uh, please show your support. And if you're with Mike, who wears basically a piece of bread, except uh, two separate pieces of bread with Mike, what did, what kind of filling in between makes for a sandwich? Does it have to be traditional sandwich fixins? Uh, think of all the things that you call a sandwich. Those are sandwiches. That's why we have the word. So when you say, would you like a sandwich? No one thinks you're going to be handed a hot dog. Or a tamale. So, it's a hot dog sandwich. So, so yeah, I use words that actually have meaning, and that's why I use them. So, yeah, it's very simple. A sandwich is those things that are sandwiches. I don't need to explain any further than that, Mr. Tamale Liar. <laughs> when Mike brings you a fruit roll up. A cornmeal wrapped in a fruit roll-up. You can thank him for your sandwich. For the sandwich. All right. Well, wow. That is that got hotter than I ever would have imagined. Hotter than a tamale, dare I say? (laughs) Wow. And uh, uh, all right. That question is obviously not settled. Still live. Yeah. Still live. And I don't think things will ever be the same between the pastor and I. But we'll try to soldier on. And take on the big issues of life. Well, this simmers under the surface always. <laughs> but we'll be back with another big question next time on Like Trees Walking. Hot tamale, hot hot tamale, hot tamale, hot hot. Do you like tamale, hot hot tamale? I like tamale, hot hot. Hot tamale, hot hot tamale, hot tamale, hot hot. You like tamale, hot?